11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, April 15th, Ked and Hal are back. Uh, I'm back from vacation in Arizona where Hal kind of took over the social media duties. Quick shout-out to him. Playoff hockey is it's going, and it's awesome. Unbelievable to watch. I didn't really get to watch, I don't know, probably like three or four days, but the last couple days I've been watching, and boy, have I missed that shit. Um, Hal, how you doing, bud? Pretty good, dude. Uh, Bruins are looking great. We'll talk about it later. You know, we got players breaking Wayne Gretzky's record, so I'm feeling pretty good. Um, outside of that, though, it's great, dude. Playoffs are back. It's been fun so far. It's going to suck this podcast because, like, I'm just going to think about every wrong prediction that I made on the last one, so it'll be fun just kind of shit on myself for, like, an hour. It happens, man. Um, next week, I'm – next week <laughs> – sorry. <laughs> next You're week, fucking yawning over I'm with sorry, your eyes closed. I'm fucking tired. Uh, next, next weekend, I'm heading to Maine. Uh, where Hal was born and raised, so I'm gonna be visiting him. So we'll probably maybe we'll do a podcast Saturday night next week. We'll figure that out. Uh, but yeah, so we got some shit to talk about. Let's jump right into it. All right, NHL news. Here we go. Let's go. A couple things first. I kind of want you to talk about this because I've never actually played at this rink, but Clinton, New York, won the Craft uh, Hockeyville thing where they get a bunch of uh, rink upgrades. And some PR time, and I think a chance to have a preseason NHL game or something along those lines. So, you are you are pretty pumped up about this. I just kind of want to get your thoughts on like why Clinton, New York, you know, should have won. What's going on there? Yeah, I mean, so I played at this rink like numerous times growing up, legendary rink, and like I think this sums it up perfectly. You asked me like where is Clinton, New York, and like after as being a kid playing there a thousand times, I was like I don't know. So. <laughs> Clinton is, like, literally fucking right outside Utica. Real shithole. Has that old rink, man. I don't know how old it is. It's, like, brick on the outside. You go in, it has that distinct sewer smell that old old rinks have. It's got the sweet bleachers with the actual seats. Uh, Rats, definitely. It's one of those rinks, too, where you got, like, the locker rooms. It's the type of locker rooms where, like, they cave in on you. Like, where it's not, like, a, just, like, a ceiling. It's, like, slanted under the bleachers. So if you're sitting on that side, you got to crouch the whole time. Just a real, real central New York feel to it. So, I mean, pretty cool. I don't know how they won it. I mean, the Clinton comments, I didn't know they were a big deal in the hockey world. But shout out to them. Oh, also, I think it was in – it's one of those rinks that was filmed – Slapshot was filmed in. So it always has that street cred, too. Okay. And so, I, I mean – Knowing that, I mean, you would think the the Hanson brothers and the boys of Slapshot are probably going to be like directly involved with that, right? Oh, for sure. I'm sure it'll become Slap. Yeah, the Hanson brothers have already fucking called like 15 people asking if they can come. They'll be there for sure. 
uh, fully dressed. Yeah, quick shout out to the Hanson brothers for telling us that they were going to come on our podcast and then just ducking us for the past three months. Really appreciate it, guys. Real classy move. Uh, moving on, we are now going to get into, so if the Rangers are without a head coach and Larry Brooks, who's like the, the big Rangers beat writer for the Post, comes out and says that he thinks Scott Stevens could be a potential Rangers coach. How that uh, he helped out with Minnesota's D, I think it was last year, and then he stopped doing it because he missed his family living in New Jersey. Um, what did you have on this? Out of all the people the Rangers could get to coach, what would you think if Scott Stevens went went to the Garden and became New York Rangers head coach? Um, so, as a Rangers fan, I wouldn't be pumped up. As a Devils fan, I wouldn't be pumped up. And as Scott Stevens, I would like feel a lot of remorse. Like it can't happen, dude. Like. I understand if I was a Rangers fan at first glance, I'd be like, that'd be kind of fucking cool. Have Scott Stevens as your coach. Like, we hated him for all those years, but the guy's tough. Like, you look at Scott Stevens, it's like, all right, dude, like, take my wallet. You don't you don't mess with him, and he was, like, the defenseman of all defensemen that every kid growing up looked up to. So, on that, like, thinking about it that way, it's sick. But any New Jersey Devil legend who would just willingly go and coach for the New York Rangers, I don't want that. He's a Benedict Arnold. And yeah, so you're the Rangers. You fucking get them. Sweet. At the end of the day, that guy already reversed reversed on the Devils. He left their fans who are probably heartbroken now for you guys. He's going to do it to you too. He's two-timing. He's walking all over the place. If he took that job, uh, shame on him. It would change everything I think about like Scott Stevens, the captain of New Jersey. Devils. Yeah, so I have a couple things with it. I think, I mean, as a Rangers fan, we have a lot of really young defense, like defensemen. So in that sense, I think it'd be good. I think he would ha- he would hold players accountable. I think there would finally be some sort of identity with the Rangers. That would be cool. Uh, probably my, my old man's least favorite player of all time is Scott Stevens. And one of the best parts about watching the Rangers is watching the Rangers with him. And I can almost guarantee the fact that if Scott Stevens became the head coach, I don't think my dad would watch the Rangers anymore. Like, And that would kind of suck. Um, I mean, if, if the Rangers were to win with Stevens, then you know you could have Devils people being like, oh, it took you to get a Devil for you guys to start winning type thing. And if they don't, then they could be like, yeah, you can't even win with one of our best. So that's kind of like a catch-22. I don't really know how I feel about it, man. I was kind of pumped like maybe they'd get a younger guy like that Sheldon Keefe, the Marlies coach, something along those lines. I This this uh, article that was just put out put my brain in a mental pretzel. So I, I don't really know how I feel about it. But <laughs> I think you kind of nailed those parts. I just want to throw this out there, dude, sticking with the Rangers, since I'm sure you're like kind of feeling sad inside. We're not talking about the Rangers in the first round. Uh, Kovalchuk, so he's not coming now? Is that right? Is he coming? Is he not coming? Uh, so it's April 15th. Today's actually the first day. He turned 20, uh, wow, 35, so he can actually start talking to, uh, to teams about it, and he can't sign until July 1st. So whoever tweeted that out is a fucking idiot. Um, they asked Gordon first, yo, Jeff Gordon loves Facebook live, dude. Whenever, whenever the Rangers have anything to do, he just goes, he hops right on Facebook live and just tells all the fans. And he was asked about it. And, um, he kind of, I mean, he can't answer it. Cause if he answers it, then it's like tampering, which is just a bad look. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel kind of weird that my GM loves Facebook live. Yeah, dude, that's so weird. I made me like laugh pretty hard. Like, you Matt, just being a GM game. Like, he's from the Michael Scott School of Business, where you get ahead of the story. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, he's like, you know what? I'm about to have some bad news. Like, Gorton can't just like say some shit and like let it like stew. He's either got to like write a letter, like send out like a chain email, like go on Facebook Live. 
Like, he's always controlling everything. Like, it's kind of crazy. Maybe it's a good move, but, like, just the thought of him being like, all right, Facebook Live, let's go. <laughs> so, I mean, I kind of like it because you don't uh, – when other GMs have conferences and shit, like, you can't really watch them. Like, you just kind of, like, read, read like, what questions were asked and, like, their answers. So, it, like, I kind of like the fact that I can hear, like, my GM talk about it. It's just kind of like, dude, Facebook was, like, I don't know, 12 years ago. Like, maybe maybe move on to something else. Yeah, I guess, dude. I mean, he was a little, he's he missed the Periscope era. I mean, at Periscope, if he was there for those like glory days, I'm sure he would've been all over it. We need Anthony from Phil T- Full Tail helping him out with some Periscope feeds because that would be electric. Um, all right, and then last last Go one. Ranger. Yeah. yeah, last one before we jump in. I just kind of want to bring this up. Uh, NASCAR Canadian driver DJ Kennington uh, ran a Humboldt Strong scheme on his Toyota at Bristol this weekend. I'm a big NASCAR guy, dude. If I'm hungover, I turn on NASCAR and like I just take several naps, wake up, there's still 250 laps left. Uh, I thought this was kind of cool. <laughs> That's about all I have to say about it. Do you have anything on this NASCAR guy? No, dude. I just was looking at DJ Kennington from St. Thomas, Ontario. Just a good old Canadian boy. Looks like he finished like 35th. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, have you ever heard of DJ Kennington before this? No. I at first I thought it was a DJ, so I was like kind of confused. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that kind of sums it up. I mean, cool move by him, dude. I'm sure the guy's probably freaking sweet. Is he like considered the best Canadian driver? Do you know? Uh, he's probably the only Canadian driver. That kind of shocks me, man. You would think there'd be a couple Prairie Boys from up in Canada that could like run well at NASCAR. Like you think it's in their blood up there, right? No? Just race, just racing go karts around the farm. Like I'm sure that happens all the time. Right, dude. Like I don't know, man. That kind of upsets me to not know that there's not like a strong Canadian presence in NASCAR. So I mean, maybe that'll turn the tides. Dude. Maybe this guy will become like a legend. Now. It also could cool. be yeah, just because they're too nice. Like you know what I mean? Like you have to be kind of a dick in, when you're racing. Rubbing's racing. I feel like if a Canadian were to like rub anything on another person's car, it'd just be like sorry. <laughs> dude, I was. How long? I feel like you've been waiting for a long time to talk about NASCAR. It's been a minute, dude. We're we're fifty something episodes in. I finally get my first shot to talk about turning left. So I wasn't. I wasn't yeah, I mean. That. Just so everyone knows, uh, Ked definitely grew up in the house that Earnhardt built. Uh, <laughs> that was three, right? Yeah, yeah. My dad liked Earnhardt. I liked Jeff Gordon. That's why my dad hated me for twenty-seven years. Dude, that's such a weird move. Can you explain yourself? Like, I feel like you just wish you like breathed Earnhardt, dude. But like, you're rooting for the other I, guy. Yeah, man. I think when I was a kid, I, I more or less liked the pretty boys. And like now that now that I'm older, I'm like I probably should have liked the guy who had a mustache and didn't wear, like, a regular helmet. Like, he literally just wore, like, almost looking like a bicycle helmet in his car. And, like, looking at that now, like, that's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, so. Shout, shout, shout out the Intimidator. Um, all right, so let's hop right into the playoffs. Um, so our predictions last week for the preds Av series, we both had Preds in five. Right now the Preds are up 2 nothing. <clears throat> um, my take on this, I, I think the Avs are going to be the best team who's going to be eliminated round one. I think they, I mean, it sucks playing against the Predators, but I think the Avs were playing literally anybody else. I don't think they'd be down 2-0. They played great. They're physical. They're fast. Uh, McKinnon is a psychopath. He's so good. Um, that's kind of what I have going on right now. So far, our predictions look like they're right. Uh, what do you have on this series? Yeah, I mean, Colorado's played really well. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it was... They score that first goal in both games pretty quickly. Bork gets his old team the other night. That was a pretty sweet goal right off the bat. 
They're going to be good in the future, dude. I don't know if I'm buying with what you're selling, dude, with them being the best team to get eliminated. Like, you have to explain yourself a little bit to me because, like, at the end of the day, they're playing their hearts out, dude, but I think no matter who they play, I look at their roster and I don't see a team that can win a game in round No, one, no, 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 no. no, and I agree with that too, but just the way that they've played, like, yeah, maybe on, maybe on like, the fucking roster sheet or whatever, they don't look as awesome as the other ones, but, like, I think they've played fucking awesome. I think if you put the Avalanche up against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, I think the Avalanche are up 2 nothing too. I think, too, uh, just to kind of put this in perspective, like, people forget the Varlamov's injury. Like, he was such – he was a very good hockey player. That goalie is sick. You know, mm-hmm. Russian crazy eyes. He I always mean, he gets hurt, though. That's, like, that's been his memo. He's always, like, hurt. And I think that's kind of what sucks. But, yeah, when he's healthy, he's fucking nasty. I mean, you can't put the blame on Bernier. Like, he's faced tough shots, but 871 save percentage isn't going to do it. No. If Arlmas and Net, it's pretty easy to see the way that the Avalanche competed. They at least won one of those games. Yeah. No. So, I mean, do you have anything else with that series? I think that's the Dorov guy, that one defenseman that just hits everybody. He's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I do. This is going to be like a random tangent in itself, but I'm kind of sick of everyone talking about the Predators crowd. Um, <laughs> it's sick, dude. And, but my point is, is every single fan base, like I see this with Bruins fans, like pumping their chest, like every fan base is like, our rink's the loudest. Like we're bringing the fucking thunder every night. This place is rocking. And the thing is, is every single rink is rocking, dude. They all have sick atmospheres. Like I don't think one is really better than the other. Like Jets fans are like, we have the fucking whiteout. Like capitals like i hate capitals fans and i hate that rink and i for some reason really don't like the color red like that color red pisses me off but that <laughs> rink looks and there's like always noises and shit going off like oh yeah every dude, rink has a when they score and that that their goal horn goes off like that's i mean that's <laughs> loud like, yeah that that goal horn's louder than all the other fans in the nhl at their home bar and in the playoffs but do you agree with me that like every rink has had a sick atmosphere so far um I think so. I mean, we'll kind of get into it. Yeah, I think I think it, they've all been pretty good. There really hasn't been one where you know you haven't really heard anything. So, oh, oh, oh this is a teaser. I just looked down the page so on the Patty B hotline. We yeah. have best home. Yeah. So <laughs> atmosphere. So my answer, Patty's not. <laughs> yep. I was I was just gonna surprise you when that came up, but uh, all right. So that, that was Nashville, uh, Colorado. <laughs> Next one, the game's on currently as we're recording this. The Jets wild. Jets are up 2-0 right now. I have the Jets in five. You have the wild in six. Game three, wild's up 2-1 going into the second period. Uh, my takeaway so far is Dustin Bufflin's been killing people. He lit up Miko Koivu. Um, I actually thought the whiteout in Winnipeg was actually kind of cool. As like a, a player, if I was playing in that environment, I would shit my pants. Um, Daniel Winnick fighting fucking Tanev. I think he's a huge pussy. I've hated Daniel Winnick forever. I hope he never wins a cup. Um, but yeah, so I, that's, that's kind of what I got. What do you have on this one? Uh, well, this is my like apology tour. So out of everything I said on podcast that we did to preview the playoffs, I think I was most wrong about the Jets. Like they're a very good hockey team. I don't know if like the four or five times I watched them this year that I based a very strong opinion on them. They just did not have good nights. But, I mean, they're powerful and they're fast. They have four good lines. They have a bunch of D. I mean, their D is loaded. I mean, it's kind of weird because, like, Sherrod's, like, out there and stuff, but they all just play, like, good West Coast defense. 
goalie's good too. I don't always trust American goalies. Just probably bad being an American, but I don't. So, I mean, the Jets look really good. I will say though, I'm actually very impressed with the Wild though, because I think, I think if the Wild draw almost any other team except for them or Nashville, I think they might win. They have no players that like really intrigue me, and I think like Breeze and Quavo are blah as fuck. But like, they're putting up a fight, and they play some solid hockey. Yeah, I mean, before we did the podcast, we were just kind of talking about what what we're gonna talk about. And I had the Wild Jets game on, and that Felino kid's just fucking banging bodies. He's he's actually a pretty fun player to watch. I feel like the Minnesotas always has a player on their team like that. Like, who was it before? Yeah. Wasn't it like Chris Stewart, like, running around, like, killing people? Clutterbuck. Clutterbuck. I feel like Minnesota always just has that one electric goon that's just going to go run over people, which is always kind of fun to watch. Hell yeah. Rest in peace, Bugard. Yeah, so that was uh, Jets Wild. Kings Knights, dude. Knights are up 2-0. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I've only seen <coughs> one period of this series, and it was a double overtime period. Um, we'll hop right into it. The suspension of Dowdy, I think kind of a soft call. He came out and said it was BS, all this shit. Um, in that one period, I thought they looked like Vegas looked fast, and they play like a pretty simple game. They're not really that complicated. They get the puck, they go up the ice. If they don't do it, they backtrack hard, and they just rinse and repeat. Um... The one thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way is Vegas, uh, outside they have a Statue of Liberty, and the Statue of Liberty has a Las Vegas Golden Knights uniform on, which I think is very unpatriotic. Um, that's kind of what I have on that. I still think it goes seven, but we'll see. What do you have? Did you see before game one where they had like Logic playing a concert outside the arena? <laughs> no. <laughs> dude, dude, when I turn on NBC and like Jeremy Roenick's like, let's flip it live to Logic out in Las Vegas, I was like, come on. Like, I said Kings in four, and here's my problem. In no way, shape, or form am I retreating from the fact that I don't think uh, the Golden Knights will win a playoff season. Dude, this team is not that good, but the Kings are trash. The Kings are so bad. I was so. I don't think I was really that like optimistic about the Kings, but they remind me of the Blackhawks last year, dude. Like, Quick is playing really well. Quick had like fifty saves and lost the fucking game. Like, that's yeah. I don't know, man. Like, that sucks. Kopitar's playing his heart out, but like, he's the only guy on that team that can really do anything. Like, they're looking for like Dwight King to go out there. Like, Trevor Lewis isn't getting it done anymore. Nate Thompson's like thirty-eight years old. Fucking Dion Phaneuf, dude. I forgot about that guy. That's terrible. When you trade for Dion Phaneuf, and I'm actually like somewhat of a Phaneuf fan, he's lost it at this point. Like, that's like when people are still chasing Mike Commissaire. Like, tomato, tomato at this point. $7 million, you have that on your back end. It's just like, I don't know, man. The Kings suck. Do you agree with me? Uh, <coughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. I thought they were going to be better. I thought they were going to be grittier. I know that they didn't. They have like Kopitar to Foley. Dustin Brown's have a good year. But, like, I thought they were just going to be harder on the – I thought they were going to bully the Vegas Knights, honestly. Like, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. And I, I guess it just really hasn't happened yet. The series, the series that we deserved was at the Avalanche playing the Golden Knights because the Avalanche are playing the type of hockey that could beat the Golden Knights. They're just playing the same game. Yeah. That's what the Avalanche are doing. They're playing the same fast, up-tempo game. Just Keeping it simple. Like, yeah. So, I don't know, man. I'm just frustrated watching the Kings play because, like – I just don't think they have it, and now I'm going to have to deal with the Knights again. I'm going to have to pick up getting swept in the next round again, dude. With that being said, Kings and Six, dude. Kings and Six. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, 
Last Western Conference showdown, the Ducks Sharks. The Sharks lead the series two nothing. Vander Kane's been playing good. Uh, I watched Game Two. It looked like the Sharks were by far the superior team. Just dominated Game Two on Anaheim ice. Um, I mean, I think the final score was was three two, but Gibson had I don't know probably eight or nine saves that could have gone either way. Could have went in the back of the net. It was it was a lot. It wasn't as close of a game as the score said it was. Uh, you have Corey Perry out there just throwing giant hits with three minutes left to go in the game, costing his team, um, make him go on the penalty kill, which wasn't, you know, the best look. Sharks look fast. They look skilled. They have, I mean, they have, who the fuck they have? They have Hurdle, and Chris, Chris Tierney's looked really good, which They're is, like, guy, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hurdle's good. I mean, Logan Couture always shows up in the playoffs yep. like every single year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I said last week this is the battle of the irrelevant teams. Like none of these teams are going to win a cup, but like I really like the way the Sharks look. Yeah, dude, I like the Sharks too. I was going to say the same thing. We kind of talked about it, um, just like kind of not shitting on this series. We're just thinking neither of these teams have a chance. The Sharks do look good. I think the Ducks are going to battle back and give them a series. It doesn't seem like something that's going to go quick. So I still stick with Sharks and seven. I feel good about that. I mean, uh, it's, yeah, pre- it's pretty rough to on, lo- it's pretty rough to lose two games on home ice though. Dude, the one name you brought up, it is for sure, is Thomas Hurdle. Like, I forgot about this dude. Like, that four-goal game against Baran where he ended his career. Like, <laughs> yeah. He must have been right the high of all time. Joe Thorne saying he should have whipped his dick out. He kind of had a couple, like, mediocre years. He put up 22 points in 49 games. He had 20 go- 22 goals this year, 24 assists. And that goal was cold-blooded, dude. Yeah. That was like a... I mean, if he's if he's producing and him and Couture, and I forget who plays with them. Is it Bacher? Uh Could be. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Bacher works too, dude. And then, of course, another wrong take of mine is that Vander Kane was a good acquisition for them. Mm-hmm. I think we went back and forth on that. We talked about how it could work. But then I just brought up the fact that it's a Vander Kane. I, he's shown up, dude. I mean, the one thing I forgot is, like, I, not only is he playing for a cup, and I think deep down Evander Kane wants a cup. He's playing for a contract, dude. And right now, a lot of teams are looking at Evander Kane like, I will give this guy money. He, I mean, if he keeps it up, they're on another level. Do you know what's up with Joe Thornton? Is he coming back anytime soon? I don't know if he's coming back soon. They kind of mentioned it in the broadcast. I don't know if it's anytime soon. I think if it was anytime soon, I would have saw a tweet about it or some shit. But. Because, I mean... If they come back, I mean, if they win this series and Joe Thornton doesn't have to play, and they have a healthy Joe Thornton that just sat out a whole series, that's another thing to add to that team's lineup. So as much as I hate Brett Burns, yeah, Sharks look good. I like that Dylan guy on defense. Is it Blake? Blake Dylan? That's not right. Is that what it is? Brandon Dylan? Yeah. I stars. like that guy a lot. Kind of reminds me of a Brendan Smith, but a little bit better. I throw is a lot harder, too. The other thing I will say is everyone can refer to Joe Thornton Stanley Cup. So that if that – evolves into like another storyline again i think there'll be more traction behind that than the last time yeah no i get that all right uh that was western conference now we're going to jump into eastern conference uh pens flyers pens are up 2-1 in the series right now i think all three games have been 5-1 um <laughs> it, kind of fucking just a wild wild thing what's going on there a couple things uh philly goaltending struggles yes i know shocking um uh, they had a really good first period today against the Penguins. They outplayed them the entire time, but the Penguins ended up being up one nothing. You can't have that happen against Pittsburgh. Um, one funny thing I thought is in Philadelphia right now, there's a picture of Sidney Crosby in every single urinal. So, like, my question for you is if you're a Pittsburgh fan and you go to, you go to is it Wells Fargo, 
You go you go to yeah. Philly's rink and you have to take a piss and you walk in and your captain's face is in the urinal. What do you do? Probably take a piss. Right now, right on your captain. You don't even care. I would struggle no, with. Probably, I would struggle. Probably with that. Off the bowl. I'd probably just go. To, I'd probably just go piss in the corner, right? Yeah, I mean, if you just turn around and, like, pee in, like, the trash can or something like that, I guess that would teach them a lesson. Yeah, dude, that's a good point. I don't know what I would do in that moment, because you're not touching it, so it's like, fuck. Yeah, exactly, uh, like, you're not picking it up and taking it out. Yeah, I I, I do want to say, so, this series is actually, it sucks, dude, because I was pumped for this series. I think it's been one of the least in- interesting ones. Obviously, you have the goalie storyline, and it's, like, kind of a blowout every game, but, like, how many 5-1 games can you watch uh, when you don't have a dog in the fight, and there's not that much like fighting going on. Like there was that thing, Latang got hit with an ass in the face, dude went down. That was pretty great, but the dramatics haven't really been there for me. Um, I mean, today wait, it looks where like the fuck is Wayne Kessel Simmons, dude? Getting, uh, what? Where's Wayne Simmons? Isn't that isn't know. isn't that the type of player you need for this series? And I haven't fucking seen him do anything. Yeah, that's a tough go. I didn't even really think about that, dude, because his name's come up so little. I mean, Drew, did you see Drew get beat off that face-off today? Like, right through the legs, and they went down, scored. I just, it's not Philly's year. It's not Philly's year. I mean, I think we had pens and five. I think it's looking pretty good. Especially after that first one game, dude. There's not much more I can say on it. I guess I haven't followed it that closely other than, like, tuning in. This is how these games have gone. I tune in, I watch the first period, and I see a goal. I end up doing something else, I come back, and it's like 4-1 yeah. every single time. So I just haven't followed this series that well. Pretty much, man. All right, uh, next one, Capitals, Blue, uh, Blue Jackets. Capture up one nothing right now. Panarin scored in overtime. I'm not trying to pump my tires, but I did say it was going to be the Battle of the Russians. Uh, game 2 is currently on right now. Is one nothing that I saw Capitals. So this is what's kind of going on in this series. What do you have with this? Yeah, I mean... I think the Caps win today. I could be wrong, though. I mean, it's a good series. This might be the tightest series out of all of them, in my opinion. Maybe that's just because one game went to overtime. But great battle. It was cool. Seth Jones had a sick game. Uh, really is, like, a nasty defenseman. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it, I think an interesting storyline is if the Caps lose this game, too, is it Holby time? Because I'm kind of dying to see like those pictures of Holby. You know, they always get the slow mo of him fucking whipping his hair and like the sweat stripping off it. Or before the game, he's always like throwing a ball at a wall. Like, oh, it's Brandon Holby time. So yeah. I kind of hope we get some Holby time. It either goes really well or really shitty. But Holby's got I the crazy eye going, going, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's literally just because they are the Columbus Blue Jackets. But until they win a series, and I've always rooted for the Blue Jackets, like when they play the Pens close. Until they win a series, it's like, you got to prove me wrong. No, uh, shout out to Mia Khalifa, who just came out with a, who just came out with a t-shirt that says, uh, yeah, we can do this, but I, I may only last two rounds. So, shout out to Mia Khalifa, big Washington Capitals fan. Uh, next one. Uh, well, I'm going to save yours to the end. We'll do New Jersey Bolts. Uh, Lightning are up 2 nothing. Here are my takeaways. Keith Kincaid, go fuck yourself, dude. Gets yanked, love that. Um, Taylor Hall's been playing well for the Devils, but other than that, who the fuck else is there even to play? And who does this Coleman guy think he is? This guy's trying to get after after every single whistle. Hedman just repeatedly keeps putting him in a headlock. Coleman keeps losing his helmet, and then that's the end of it. So let me just punch this little fucker in the face and get him out of here. I'm, this is the series I've been so pumped up about. New Jersey's down 0-2. Michael Grabner's nowhere to be found. 
all those New Jersey Devils fans who are chirping me for being a Rangers fan, not making the playoffs, I would much rather have my team out of the playoffs than watching them get fucking dominated night in, night out. So, oh, and I, I know, counterpoint. Oh, yeah, but we had 40 shots and the Lightning only had 18 in game two. Yeah, well, the Lightning still fucking outscored you by about, I don't know, well, actually it was a 5-3 game, but it was, I think it was 5-1 at one point. But fuck you, Devils, real pumped about that. What do you have on that? Yeah, I mean, kind of sucks for the Devils. I think they could still squeak one out. Uh, I will say, dude, it sucks that Alex Kalorin's back. Like, that's the worst case, Ontario. Two goals in the last game, dude. Alex Kalorin, he's, like, pumping his chest. Ugh. It sucks, man. I'm, I'm, like, so bummed out that we have to deal with this guy going on a tear in the playoffs. I hate his smug face. I hate that he went to Harvard. I hate it all. Uh, the other thing, too, game one I watched, one player that looked really good, and this scares the shit out of me as a Bruins fan, one guy that like looked really good is Tyler Johnson. And I think everyone knows when Tyler Johnson's actually putting up points, like that lightning offense is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like He's been nowhere in the regular season or anywhere for a couple of years now. And game one, he had a couple assists. And he might have had a goal. I don't know. I'm making up stats at this point. But when I watched, I watched like a, the highlights after I watched the game. And he was in the majority of the highlights. So if Tyler Johnson's going and you already have Kucherov and Stamkos out there and Kalorin's lighting it up, like that's dangerous. So bolts are hot. Sucks. The last couple of years, I think like the uh, Kucherov and Tyler Johnson lead the NHL in goals in the playoffs. One last thing as a Rangers fan, guess how many ex-Rangers are in this series? Ten. Well, eight. Way to fucking shoot higher than than the actual one. But yeah, there's eight. I knew that was going to be. Uh, let me try to name him. Can I try to name him? Yeah, you can try. Boyle Grabner. Yep. McKenna. Callahan. Girardi. Strawman. JT Miller. That's seven. You're missing one. Oh, fuck. Defense, what, what de- team? Defenseman for the uh, Devils. John Moore. John Moore, dude. Eight, eight <laughs> X Rangers. Who? John Moore's actually looked pretty good in that series, but um. I've always kind of liked John Moore's game. Was he a Blue Jacket first? Uh, I think he was. I think he came over in like the Rick Nash deal. I think so, something like that. But yeah. Oh no, the Derek Prasad deal. The Derek, yeah, the Derek Prasad deal. John Moore came with. All twenty times that the Rangers traded with the Blue Jackets. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what they like to do. And then, uh, lastly, Toronto, Boston, dude, the bees are up two nothing. How about you just take it away? Let me let me know what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, we can get to a couple talking points. Like <laughs> There's Kadri been so after. many. If you want, I'm gonna try to stay very modest. But if you want, you can just like pound like fast forward on your phone right now. Uh, Pasternak has nine points in two games. He broke Wayne Gretzky's record. Ever heard of him? Uh, <laughs> I mean, when you're a young elite player has six, three goals and three assists in a playoff game, you're feeling all right. Um, it's pretty crazy. That first line is shut down Matthews, and they're running through the Leafs' defense. The Leafs' defense stinks. Yeah. Oh, they stink. I was so happy that this is happening. Oh, you're telling me 90-year-old Ron Hainsey? And Roman Polak, who's a crazy man, Dude, can't I lo- handle Bruins' first line. Jake Gardner can't handle it. Morgan Riley's getting turned inside out by Marsh. And Morgan Riley's a great defenseman. Zaitsev's like a minus 25. Like, it's pathetic. And this is what I... So I really don't want to hate on the Leafs too much, but this is what I have been preaching to them from day one. 
you had this perfect rebuild going. Like, the Leafs had the perfect rebuild going. Bring it up, dude. You and love you decide- bringing it up. You love bringing it up. What's the one thing about the Leafs rebuild that you always bring up? They rushed it, dude. The five-year plan, dude. Five-year plan. They had a five-year plan. We're in year three. <laughs> you still don't have defensemen, and now you have all this cap space on Marlowe. You guys are dumb. You should have waited. You're going to be so good in a few years. Just pump your brakes. Moving off that, uh, Bruce Cassidy out coaching Babcock for two games is unbelievable. I am so sick of Bruins fans that questioned Cassidy. Oh, Tommy Wingle shouldn't play over fucking Donato? Are you serious? Tommy Wingles was banging bodies, got Kadri suspended for three games, and all four lines are rolling. Last night, I honestly think, and look, I like Ryan Donato. He's going to be a fine player. He was not ready for the playoffs, and Bruce Cassidy knew it. He took a line away. We didn't have as much rotation when Wingles was out of the lineup. So Riley Nash coming back is going to be huge. It's just not Donato's time back, but that's one move Bruce Cassidy's made. Number two, oh, you got to sit McQuay. Nick Holden can skate faster. He has a great first pass. You were wrong. You were dead wrong. Adam McQuaid has looked the best he has looked since 2011. Last game, he led the Bruins in shorthanded time, 3 minutes, 41 seconds. Blocking shots, clearing out the crease. Adam McQuaid is bringing everything you need to the table. And all the people that say he's too slow, the Maple Leafs are one of the fastest teams in the league. And he's not getting burned every shift. He is good. If he is healthy, he should not come out of the lineup. Bruce Cassidy, you earn my respect with that move as well. Finally, the Matthews line, like, this is a tough look for William Nylander right now. He's looking down the barrel at a contract because Pasternak, Marshan, and Bergeron have wiped them clean. And then McAvoy and Char on top of that, or even Kevin Miller, like, they got to show me a little more. I know that, I know Matthews had a pretty good game too. Nylander's been nowhere, and Marner's probably been the best out of all of them. But I mean, that's got to get better. So those are some of my rants, dude. I'm really, I'm really pumped up. But I still think the Leafs could easily make this a series. Game three is going to be big. All right, so I have a couple things. Um, first, first one: thoughts on the Kadri suspension? I thought it was fair. I'm like really okay with three games. Um, Maple Leafs fans were like, "Oh, Tommy Wingles, you threw an elbow first. Like you deserve it. That's old time hockey." No, dude. Old-time hockey would have been a Kadri went up there, dropped the gloves, and punched him in the face. I'm not trying to throw a guy whose head's facing the boards while he's on the ice and leaping into him. That's just stupid. Kadri's an idiot for that. I mean, it's the three games hurt, like, immensely for the Leafs. So that was a tough look. Did you agree with it? or I didn't agree with it at all. I think – I thought it should have been, like, ten games. You have Tommy Winkles who's down on his knees against the boards. And the thing about it is, like – Sometimes people get suspended for, like, an accidental hit where, like, something happens and they get suspended. Like, that was 100% on purpose. Like, he saw Wingles in a vulnerable fucking position on his knees, and he followed through and he went right for his fucking head. Like, I understand it's the playoffs and shit like that, and I, listen, I'm a Rangers fan. Do I like the Bruins? Yeah. Do I like the Leafs? Yeah. Kadri should have gotten suspended way more than fucking three games for that because he tried to hurt somebody. That's exactly what he tried to do. And the worst part about it is he didn't get to answer the bell. So that's the only reason why I'm hoping the Leafs win one game. So we can see fucking either McQuaid or Miller or Chara, any of those guys go after Kadri. I would really like to see that because I thought that was that was gutless. That was as gutless of an NHL play as you will fucking see this year. Right, and and the other thing too for Leafs fans who are like questioning it, like I should know. Brad Marchand is on the Bruins. Like I know when someone tries to make a dirty play look like an accident. Like happens and he all the time. Try to make it look like an accident. No, like. It, 
He, I remember, like, I was in <laughs> disbelief when I saw that play. I think the only reason three games stands is because it's the playoffs, so games mean more. But in the same sense, like, what Dow- that was ten times worse than what Dowdy did. I so, thought so, dude. I, I just, he, like, tried to hurt him, and I thought that was ridiculous. Um, couple other things. What was I? Oh, Marshan kissing Komarov. What'd you have on that? It happened back in 2011, and then this year he's licking the side of his face. Is that peak Marshan in the playoffs or what? Yeah, dude, it's pretty cool. I mean, there are people out there saying you should be charged with sexual assault. It's a real thing I've been seeing going around Twitter, so that's a hot take. I don't know, man. Like, it's it's pretty funny. Like, I don't know. It's, I just think Marshan is, like, really just embracing the hate right now. Um, he's given funny quotes to the media. He's all over Twitter. He's just having the time of his life, dude. Like Brad Marchand's on a roller coaster of emotions right now, and I just want to let him spin. So, I mean, if he's doing that instead of pulling cadres, I'm a okay. Yeah, I, I, uh, <coughs> I like. I tried thinking about if I was in the middle of a hockey game and somebody licked the side of my face, what I would do. Shout out to Komarov for not like killing him, because I don't. Th- th- my reaction would be to just start fucking slashing him as hard as I possibly could. Because that's, like, fucked up, dude. Can you imagine if you were playing in a game and some dude just came up to you and licked the side of your face? Like, what you would do? I don't think I would just stand there. I wouldn't. There's no way I would just stand there, no matter how big he was. Like, that is the epitome of being, like, like you are my bitch. I'm going to lick you. Like, <laughs> dude, that's rough. It's a tough look, dude. It's up there with getting wet, Willie, one of your favorites. I think... I don't know, man. I no, none of our listeners are really going to get this, but every time I look at Leo Komarov, I just think of Salfi. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I can get that. Um, <laughs> my my last thing on this, you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. So you put you put Maddie Martin in fucking game three, or what do you do? Yeah, you should for sure. I mean, I don't think the Bruins have like really intimidated the Maple Leafs, but I just look at like you need to swing Achari the series. And Ch- a Charlie and Char. Schaller and Bacchus are just running people over on the forecheck every shift. And my favorite thing, too, is you can tell that Schaller and Achari are getting chirped a lot from just being like four-line scrubs. But they're laughing in their faces, and then they're going out and they're doing it again. <laughs> they're banging the body every single shift. And I think Matt Martin would hold them accountable. Because, I mean, in 2013, when the Leafs actually gave the Bruins a series, which they haven't done at this point, the Leafs had Colton Orr and Fraser McLaren in the lineup. So... I think if you bring in Martin, it changes the game a little bit. You got to think that dude's going to want to get let out of his cage. Like he's going to be running people over left and right in front of the fans in Toronto. You will get that building up and ready to go. Yeah, and a veteran presence in the room for sure. Um, wow, those were some throwback names of Colinor and, and and McLaren. I haven't heard those names in a long ass time. I was going to say something, but I completely forget what it was. So. That's where we're at right there. Uh, Bruins looking good. I really hope the Leafs get one game, though. That would make me pretty happy, just so we could see Kadri. Um, yeah, so that's what we have for NHL in the news. Uh, now we're going to move into our Twitter questions. Twitter questions, go. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Okay, Twitter questions. Question number one from Baby Buff. Uh, he asked this before the game ended, but I'm going to do it anyway. Can Philly steal two games on home ice? The series goes seven games, right? I can't have a Penguins three-peat Stanley Cup. Uh, I mean, after today... Oh, no. What? I mean, it's clearly no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can't they, they can't take both home ice. But do, could you see this, this series going seven? No. I don't, dude. I, I just see Elliot 
Elliott played a good game too, but he's too much of a wild card for me. The Penguins are just too deep. I don't think the Penguins are really playing spectacular hockey at any sense, but like like you said, Wayne Simmons hasn't shown up yet. You still have Andy McDonald out there on the blue line for the Flyers. As much as I would like to see the Flyers beat the Penguins, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, next question, Jerry White. What do you think the Leafs' chances of coming back in the series against Boston? I don't, I don't think there is a chance, but I'm a Bruins fan. I think they could give them a series. I could easily see this series going to six. Um, I mean, if you're a Leafs fan, you want to look positive. Probably the second half of last night's game, you dominated. You had some lines rolling. JVR got on the scoreboard, which is always good. Hyman's looked great the whole series. Uh, like I said, Marner, I mean, he capitalized yesterday. He's looked pretty solid, too. I mean, there are some bright spots, but I think there's too many gaping holes. You're going to have to stop the first line of the Bruins, and you haven't even sniffed that yet. So I don't know what they have up their sleeve to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't see the Leafs. I, I would bet my life that the Leafs aren't going to win this series, but maybe they win a couple games. I don't really see it going that much farther either. And then last question that we have, NYR talk, is Vegas for real? Up 2 nothing in their series. How do you think they will play when they don't have home ice? Which is, that's a good point, man. Because everybody talks about Vegas and like their home ice and shit like that. How are they going to play when they're in L.A.? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think, I, I don't know how much of it, it probably will make a little bit of a difference for sure. I mean, playing at home, they obviously have that unbelievable home record. There's something up there. But you got to think they're up 2-0 right now. They've got to be feeling pretty good about themselves, right? Yeah, I mean, the Kings not having Drew Doughty in the lineup for game two hurt. And the fact that he's going to be coming back. I mean, they played a one nothing game without probably the best defenseman in the world on their team. So, I mean, that that could go either way. But uh, thank you for the Twitter questions. We record every... Hey, you're not going to let me keep talking? Oh, you want it? Take it, dude. Fuck, dude. This kid's got, like, an appointment or something like this. I was just going to say I could very easily see the Kings roughing it up back at home and taking two. But I also hate the Vegas Golden Knights, so they're still not for real. I just have to get that off my chest. Yes, we get it. You hate the Vegas Knights, dude. Um, thank you for the Twitter questions again. I think we're going to probably do one next Saturday. So uh, I'll be sure to tweet out to get your questions in. Um, next stop, the Patty B Hotline. Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. Thank you, Patty B. All right, we have two calls this week, both from Patty B. So here's the first one. Hey, morning, Skate Patty D here. All right, I'm going to shoot you one question. All right, so far, what do you think is the better hockey environment for the home team? Winnipeg or Pittsburgh or even Vegas? I, my vote is Winnipeg because they get, you get everyone to wear white, and it's complete whiteout. It's crazy, and sometimes it makes me wish I was Canadian to go there and watch it. All right, later, guys. Peace. All right, best home environment. You're not a big home environment in the playoffs guy. No, it's not that, dude. I'm just saying they're all equal. I don't think one's better. Go ahead. Uh, Who you got, dude? Best. I, I, we're going to disagree, but I thought the whiteout in Winnipeg was fucking sick. And I, I, and I, I understand the jersey thing. The jersey thing's kind of a tough look, but like that. And I isn't. I think Winnipeg holds less people, but it's a smaller rink, so it's louder. Is that what happens? I don't know, dude. All right, electric. Um, yeah, I, you have a smaller rink, dude. That's awesome. My point, I just like, 
<clears throat> wear the same colors, don't wear the same colors, dude. Like, does that really intimidate you that much as a player that they are all wearing white? You would be scared. <clears throat> not scared, but I, not scared, but I would. You want to be like, oh fuck. I, that they all decide to color coordinate for the day? I think you would. I think it's kind of a little intimidating going to a barn that loud with everybody f- fucking wearing white, waving white in front of your face. I think, I think you're kind of getting your head. I don't know, dude. The only thing that gets in my head about is like when you you're at the office and you walk in and someone's wearing the same color T-shirt as you or like polo or dress shirt and it kind of looks the same, dude. And then you're like, oh fuck, like, that sucks. But like, I don't, I don't see the intimidation factor in it. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> um, and then one other question from Pat. Uh, here we go. Good morning, Steve. Glad to be here again. All right. Got another question for you, Ken. All right. So now that your beloved Rangers are golfing, who are you going to root for for the rest of the playoffs? All right. Later, guys. So I think, Patty, I think that was an attempted low blow at me. Um, I'm rooting for, I don't know, anybody but the Devils. I'm so happy that the Devils are going to be golfing, too. Like, oh, the Rangers were on the links for two more weeks than the Devils were. Uh, shit, that sucks. Um, a little bit, I don't know. Bring a little bit more, Pat. What's up, Hal? I pick, pick a team for you to root for. Yeah, who do you want me to root for? I want you to root for, uh... yeah, dude. I want you to just wear white every day of the week and just root for the Jets. Can you do that for me? <laughs> Maybe I you can do that. Just, yeah. I'll... I'll go to uh, Walmart tomorrow and buy a five pack of fucking Hanes t-shirts. <laughs> it's a whiteout, dude. When you come in, when you come and visit me next week, the only thing you can wear is white t-shirts. <laughs> all right, I'm in. I'm all right with that. Um, thanks for the call, Pat B. If you guys want to call, leave a voicemail five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. That's five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. It'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Um, now we're gonna move on. Don Morris, Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Thanks, Dom. All right, Heroes and Zeros time. Uh, do you want to go first? you want me to go first? You can go first. All right, my zero of the week goes to Adam Larson. Adam Larson wants to change his number from six to his dad's old number seven to honor him. I looked up who's worn number seven for the Oilers, and it hasn't really been worn in a really long time. Like, why are you bringing us this up now in the offseason? Why not just do this? Why not do this when you went to the Oilers? And and furthermore, Taylor Hall's in the playoffs lighting it up. Had a pretty much an MVP year. Like, why are you even trying to, like, get involved in the press? I just think it was dumb. If he was going to do it, do it. Like, you don't have to fucking come out and say that's what you want to do. <laughs> How did you find out about this story, dude? Reddit, dude. <laughs> I, was, I was thrown back by this that you even knew this. Um, I guess, man, I, shit, dude, I mean, Adam Larson, maybe it's kind of like, uh, well, this kind of sucks. Everyone in Edmonton probably hates me, even though I'm an all right player, because I was traded for a superstar, so, like, maybe it's like a new beginnings kind of situation for him, which, like, is still a pretty stupid move. I mean, I agree, dude, like, just stick with your number. That's what I'm saying. I even looked up to see if that number seven was, like, retired in Edmonton, where this was even a story, and it's not even a fucking story. This guy's just being a fucking idiot. That's my zero. My hero of the week goes to uh, Winnipeg GM Shevel Dayoff. In game two lineup of the Stanley Cup playoffs, there wasn't a single NHL free agent signing. Twelve of their players were drafted, six were acquired in a trade, and one was a college free agent. I thought that was pretty sick. Like, that's GMing one-on-one. That's, like, drafting, making sure you're doing good. I know the Jets really haven't been that good the last couple years, but, like, finally paid off. 
Dude, I'm looking at it right now. We gotta go back for a second. Paul Coffey wore number seven and it's retired. Oh, really? Yeah. So he wants to wear a retired number because his dad used to wear it. Oh, okay. Well, then that would make a little bit more sense. No, that would be even worse, dude. You well, don't think that's worse? Well, no, it's no, it's it's worse, but it makes more sense. Like that's why it's a it's a like a topic of conversation. Yeah, I mean. Fuck, dude, that's a terrible look. Back to Winnipeg. Yeah, that's cool, dude. I, I mean, yeah, they, I, they've done a good job building their team. It's crazy to think that this was once the Thrashers organization. Um, 12 draft is pretty impressive. Six trades, I feel like every trade's been like their star players, too, outside of Shifley and Line A, so I guess that's not completely true. But like Bufflin and Wheeler, who basically built this whole kind of shebang, both traded for so i mean yeah they've made good moves for sure it's just kind of cool you know what i mean like that's that's nhl be a gm mode at its finest i love it dude you didn't even realize it but you just set yourself up you're a jets fan i am the jets i'm a jets fan dude here it is so keds room for the jets for the rest of the playoffs this is sweet um i'm pumped speaking of sweet uh my zero of the week is the smooth gatorade commercial Mm -hmm. uh i don't know man like duncan keith Patrick Kane, I think this one's going to rival the Backstrom Geico commercial where he's just shooting pucks into an empty net. It's being played every single uh, commercial. I think if they made, like, five other ones, like, couldn't they get, like, five other players who didn't make the playoffs to drink some Gatorade in our faces? Like, <laughs> it's just tough, dude. I, I'm already sick of it. What do you got on that commercial? Uh, I think I think Duncan Keith's kind of a weird choice. I can see why Patty Kane was a choice, but... Duncan Keith probably not playing at like at a Duncan Keith type level. You're telling me you couldn't pick somebody else like Jonathan Taves. Patrick Kane would have probably made more sense. Um, I don't think anything will ever be as bad as Nicholas Backstrom Geico commercial, but it, I mean it's up there. It's probably on par with the Holtby lifeguard commercial. Ooh, side note though, dude, Bergeron's in a really bad commercial. I don't know if you've seen this one yet, but he takes a face off against himself. No. Um, they made one Bergeron take a face off against another Bergeron. It's a real tough one. Uh, kind of hurts me deep downside. You gotta look it up, dude. You'll see it if you watch a Bruins game. Bergeron, Bergeron, face off by Geico. Tough, tough look. My hero, my hero of uh, the week. This is just a totally random stat that I found. And I just wanted to share because it it's just one of my strong opinions that I just always have to shove down people's throats. Uh, there's basically this uh, list that came out best. Save percentages of all time. I saw someone tweet, uh, and it just went down. Basically, every goalie in the top 10 is from this generation just because the game's completely changed. But I went down just to look at history. Dominic Hasek, by far and away, and I will always say this, even though he didn't win a cup till he was older, the best goalie of that generation had a 925 save percentage in the playoffs, which thinking about the 90s, dude, that's pretty crazy. Just to put that in comparison, Patrick Waugh had a 918, and Broder had a 919, so I mean, and to me, that's all that matters. Like, if you look at a goalie's save percentage of the playoffs, I think that tells you a really big picture about who they are as a goalie. So, fuck everyone who's Bruder and Wall are one and two. I'm always going to stick my boy Hasek. Dominator. I love the Dominator, man. I used to have a Dominic Hasek jersey when I, was, when I was a kid, dude. The uh, black, the black and red one. Always loved Hasek. I loved the way he made those saves where he was like on his back and shit like that. He was, I mean, he that guy was incredible, and he was a fucking. His helmet was nasty. Czech Republic, he won the gold for Czech Republic. Like, he was just such a fun goalie to watch. Kind of crazy to think about, but, I mean, Dominic Hastic, my hero of the week. No, I like that. Um, 
Those are our Don Morris heroes and zeros. Lastly, three stars, music. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars. I think we've been overly optimistic about everything in the last couple weeks, so our three stars of the week are the three things that piss you off about the NHL playoffs. Uh, my third star goes to the West Coast time swing. Uh, I mean, we talked about this last week, how you kind of have to gear up for it, but, man, it fucking sucks. I like watching West Coast hockey like that. Those are the games that tend to be a little bit more physical. I don't know if you would agree with that. So, I mean, it sucks that you have to be up until fucking 2 o'clock in the morning watching those games. So, West Coast time swing, third star. Yeah, the, the weirdest feeling is when you, like, get invested in a random West Coast game and then it goes to overtime and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Here we go. Like, tomorrow's going to be brutal. But I, I hear you on that. I enjoyed it all weekend long, Friday, Saturday night, so. I get those two nights in, but then during the week you feel a little bit lost at times. Yeah. Uh, uh, my third star is people retweeting trolls with 15 followers or quote tweeting them. It's like that time of year. This might be me being a Boston fan, but there's always going to be like a fan from every fan base that says something that's really fucked up. And it's always going to be somebody who has like a picture of a player on the team and like 15 followers and 3,000 tweets. And it's going to get retweeted a bazillion times, and they're going to be like, this guy, like, Boston's the worst city. So just dealing with that, like... Oh, are, you talking know, about man, the, like, are you talking about the Kadri Muslim thing? Well, there was that, but, I mean, it happens, It happens like, all the time. I think there was a, Le- there was a Leafs fan who tweeted something really fucked up, too, uh, related to, like, the accident the Broncos. Like, it happens from every fan base. But, like, if they're just some anonymous person on the internet, like, don't blow it up. <coughs> I like that. Um, my second star is the Pierre Maguire fun facts. I'm just trying to watch playoff hockey, dude. I want to know what the players are actually saying to each other. I don't need to know. We've been over this a million times. I don't need to know junior teams. I don't need to know that the Czech goalies are talking about what schnitzel to be making afterwards. Like, none of that shit's actually happening. Pierre, why don't you stick to the fucking game and tell us what's actually happening in between the glass? Because I think it would make a better experience for everybody. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I will say is, like, as someone who always is checking hockey DB during games, sometimes he does give me a stat that I needed to know. He can be a little overwhelming. Um, I'm also, as a Bruins fan, really didn't like on Saturday night. It was Pierre, Mike Milbury, and Doc Emmerich. That was brutal. Uh, That's, like, such a terrible combo, in my opinion. All three of them have their strong points. They also have their weak points, but, like, it was, like, three ingredients that just don't mix fucking well together. Like, you shouldn't have done that, so... I'll agree with that. I'm kind of sick of them. Well, uh, well you, you know that that's going to be, like, the three that are going to have, like, the cup final. I hope not, dude. I mean, like, but I don't know who I, like, want to hear anyway. Like, I don't, none of the guys really, like, get me to that jacked up. Oh, did you say Milbury or Edzo? Milbury. Oh, okay. Edzo will probably be in there instead. But, okay. I agree with that. My second star... Uh, it's the time of year where, like, NBA fans and hockey fans start, like, exchanging memes, and NBA fans find, like, some hockey fans tweet, like, call us all hardos, and I didn't really do anything to deserve that, I was just kind of sitting on my side of Twitter, like, leave me alone. (laughs) Just goes back and forth, dude, like, and I'm, like, actually someone, I know you're not, I don't mind basketball, but, like, I, the whole, like, basketball, the hockey comparison thing, like, really pisses me off. And the funny thing, too, is it always seems like it's people who don't have, like, a dog in the race that love to bring it up. Like, it's always the baseball fan 
or the football fan who like decide to like fucking ring it in their basketball versus hockey and give these crazy takes. Just I don't want to hear it. No, I got that. I haven't really seen that many, but I can see why they'd be mad because LeBron's down 0-1 to the Pacers. So, quick NBA shout out for you. Um, my first star are these stupid fucking commercials within the game, in between the whistles. Now they're having like the commercials. I've seen that Gatorade Smooth commercial. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, there's an icing and the refs getting the puck from one side of the ice to the other, and now half of your TV's a game, and then half of your TV's a commercial. Like NHL, are we really that poor that we got to be doing that shit? Yeah, I mean, all it really is is they're taking away from 30 seconds of commentary and then fucking just getting more ad money, so it's pretty fucked. Not a fan. I think, too, dude, like, the worst part is the first couple times it happened, I, like, thought my, like, TV was partially frozen. Or, like, oh, yeah, me too. There was, like, something new going on with the broadcast, so I was, like, kind of rattled, but it was just fucking NBC and NHL doing their thing. Uh, my first star, speaking of NBC and NHL doing their thing, so, like, <clears throat> can we just get games going all day? We just talked about West Coast. Today's a Sunday. First game is at 3. And then there's, like, four games at night. Why don't we have, like, a, a 1 o'clock a noon game, a 3 game, a 7 game, and a 10 game? Maybe That's even sprinkle a 5 game on. in there, too. What's that? Maybe even sprinkle a 5 o'clock game in there. There was four games today. Why were they not spread out throughout the whole day? Like, why can't a team on the West Coast play at 4 o'clock? I've seen Matt and they playoff hockey games for years. Mm. I feel like they always do it to, like, the Rangers or the Bruins or the Blackhawks. Like, just because the Rangers are in the playoffs doesn't mean we don't get a 12 o'clock game on Sunday. Like, fucking feed me something. No, that's a great point. They were talking about how there was a matinee game today. And I went on to, like, find out what channel the game was on. And I'm looking, couldn't find it because it was like one o'clock. No, the matinee now means three o'clock apparently. So I wasn't wasn't pretty pumped about that. Shit, dude. What else you got? Anything else, dude? Shit, dude. No, I think that's it, man. I'm um, just kind of looking forward to this week. Hopefully, going by as fast as possible so I can get out to Maine and hang out with you. Oh yeah, dude. Playoff hockey. Playoff hockey. Big big week coming up. So um. Yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Give us a review on iTunes and Facebook. It'd be helpful. Um, And, yeah, so we will see you guys next week. Anything else, Al? See ya. All right, see you guys.